Welcome to Gear Up with Gear Experts, episode 16, Cable Climb Systems. Gear Up with Gear Experts is a bi-weekly show hosted by me, John Medina, and my colleague Alex Giddings. The show is for at-high workers, industry, and construction, and is brought to you and produced by GME Supply and Columbia Safety and Supply. This episode's theme is Cable Climb Systems. Whether you work in the tower, wind, solar, billboard, or a handful of other industries, chances are you will spend a decent amount of time climbing. A cable climb system, sometimes referred to as a ladder fall protection system, can make climbing safer than vertical lifeline systems. Today we're proud to welcome gear expert Jim Zepp back as our guest in the studio. Jim first joined us back on episode 9 and is the regional sales manager for the South Central region. Thanks for coming back on the show, Jim. We're really excited to have you back to talk all about cable climb systems. So, let's get to the fun part. Questions. Alex, care to start the questions? Sure, John. So, Jim, first let's start with the basics. What is a cable climb system? Well, a cable climb system is pre-installed on a ladder on a tower or mounted to a permanent structure, like a building or something like that, um, and it features a cable attached to the ladder. So you use the cable grab that's attached to your sternal D-ring to move up and down the ladder or the cable with ease. Um, And in the event of a fall, the the cable safety sleeve will lock uh, onto the cable and arrest the fall. And applications for the ladder fall protection system include towers, billboards, commercial buildings, utility, solar, and wind, and that sort of thing. So essentially you have a uh, cable rope that is taut at the top and bottom of the ladder and a device that... Uh, slides, attaches on, whether permanently or it could be temporary, I guess, Um, and that slides up and down as you climb. And if you slip off the ladder, it grabs the cable, hence the cable grab name, uh, really quickly and doesn't let you fall more than maybe a foot or two. Yeah, really, it's, uh, I think they um, want to try to limit it to less than 18 inches of free fall. And so that way it'll uh, dramatically reduce the the, uh, fall forces that are on your body and the structure itself. You know, one of the biggest issues with the uh, the ladder systems and, and the cable climb systems that we see these days is the fact that they're mounted to an older structure or mounted uh, with anchors that might have deteriorated over time. So anything that you can do to reduce those fall um, forces is going to be the most most beneficial to, to your person. Cool. So let's dive a bit deeper into the cable climb systems. What are the different pieces of hardware that are involved in a cable climb system? So really, I guess the hardware mostly is going to consist of, you know, you, you might have a concrete anchor or a mechanical anchor such as a, a clamp or something that could be through bolted to a ladder. Um, sometimes there are welded supports like a monopole. So you might have uh, some flat steel pieces that are welded to the monopole directly and then the ladder systems uh, bolted to that. But really, it's going to be pretty simple hardware. So mostly just nuts and bolts and, and maybe some welding. Yeah, so you have what the the top bracket, your bottom bracket, and that's what actually usually there's a spring uh, that keeps the cable under tension, and then your your cable and maybe some uh, cable stays to make sure that the cable stays off of the ladder isn't rubbing up against the rungs of the ladder. Exactly. Yeah, and then uh, uh, you know the way that the uh, the top bracket might be mounted to the cable itself is pretty simple. There there might be something that uses like a one way valve so to speak so it only lets the wire go up but it doesn't let it come back down or it might just be as simple as terminating with an eye and then as far as the equipment that you have on your body or on your harness when you're climbing is just the uh cable grab yep yep and uh 
you, you, you really could get into a couple of things that might be a little bit more complicated as far as, you know, pipe grabs or rail systems, but for, for all intents and purposes, it's the same thing and it grabs just like a, like a rope grab, but for a cable. Cool. And so I guess with the, uh, the actual wire cable and the cable grab, you need to make sure that those are compatible with, with each other, right? What, what type of compatibility issues could there be with these systems? Some manufacturers require, you know, a, a 3 8 or 5 16 size cable. It's a diameter. Um, some of them you can do both, but you really kind of have to know what your, you know, what manufacturer specs out for each specific grab. Um, and most of those are going to be like an aircraft cable, a 7 by 19 construction or a 1 by 7 construction, um, which really just, just means how that cable is braided. Yeah, and there are some rough standards for that actual construction of the cable based on industry, right? Yeah, exactly. Cable safe climb systems are included in new construction, but most towers here in the U.S. specifically are getting kind of old. So what requirements have been issued by OSHA to update those older towers? Yeah, sure. So OSHA has recently revamped their 1910 subpart D standards, which cover walking working surfaces. That's that's really big in um, a lot of our at height fall specific industries. Um, and the majority of the new requirements went into effect January 2017, with a few more going to effects you know through throughout 2017 and 2018. But the last one um, is the 1910.28 B9ID uh, specific standard. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, it doesn't really go into effect until November 18th of 2036, which seems like a long time. But what that requires is that that's the deadline that states all fixed ladders must be equipped with a ladder safety system or personal fall arrest device. Um, so like I said, it seems like it's a long way away, but there's a lot of permanent structures out there with ladders on them that are going to have to have this. And there's a limited number of companies out there that are equipped to do this work. Yeah. When you think about the scope of really how many fixed ladders there are that are required to have these systems installed, that the extended deadline kind of makes sense that, you know, every single manufacturing facility that has uh, a ladder that might have a cage on it right now will have to have a cable climb system. Every single billboard that you see across the country on the side of the interstates, those all need to have systems installed. Not to mention, you know, any shorter ladder on a tower or a rooftop or anything like that. Those all will be required by OSHA to have these systems in place by that date. Right. Yeah. That's basically any permanent fixed ladder system. That's a lot. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show to talk about cable safe climb systems, Jim. We have one last question before we let you go, though. If someone wanted to reach out to you to get more information about cable safe climb systems, how could they do that? Sure, John. If you're in the South Central region and you want to reach out, you can get in touch with me via email at jim at gmesupply.com or by phone at uh, my direct number. It's 573-234-4401. Um, if you're in another region, you can reach out to our customer service line and they will get you in contact with the uh, appropriate salesperson for your area. Cool. Thanks, Jim. And listeners can also contact our gear experts with any other questions or to get in touch with their regional rep by calling 718-210-3913 or by email at info at com. or you can also use our instant chat. Uh, you can just go to com or com and hit the click here to chat button in the lower right hand corner.
Now it's time to move on to our weekly insight. Jim just dropped some knowledge bombs about cable safe climb systems, and we also touched on the 1910 subpart D compliance deadline for fixed ladders. Alex, let's dive a bit deeper into the 1910 standard. Sure, John. So 1910.21 covers scope and definitions. Uh, OSHA is consistent with the terminology used in other general industry construction and maritime standards to make sure the new requirements are easy to understand. 1910.22 covers general requirements. So employers must now regularly inspect all working surfaces for unsafe conditions and correct or repair any problems quickly. If the problem cannot be handled immediately, the hazard must be guarded to prevent access, basically make it so no one could actually come across that hazard. Then 1910.23 encompasses ladders. Like we said, existing requirements on portable and fixed ladders have been combined. This section requires that when ascending or descending a ladder, employees must maintain three points of contact by facing the ladder, using at least one hand at all times, and they can't carry any object or load that could cause them to lose balance or fall. So there, there are some, uh, there's some language about the weight that you're allowed to carry there. And then while the provision will allow them to be used as a temporary solution, OSHA is ultimately phasing out cages and wells on fixed ladders. Any existing ladder with cages or wells will need to be modified with a ladder safety system or personal fall arrest system to meet the new standard within the next 17 years. And like we talked about earlier, 17 years seems like a long time, but when you're talking about the scope of this project... Yeah, tens of thousands of ladders. Yeah, 17 years really isn't that long. So the 1910.25 standard covers stairways. The term stairways actually now applies to all permanently installed stairs regardless of step count. So spiral, ship, and alternating tread type stairs are only permitted where standard stairs would not be practical. 1910.26 covers dock boards. Dock boards or bridge plates must have edging or curbing to prevent equipment from running off the edge. This protects employees that may be working below from dropped objects. Any transport vehicles must also be prevented from moving on dock boards. And 1910.27 covers scaffolds and rope descent systems. Employers must now comply with the construction industry standards for scaffolding. There is also new language for rope descent systems, which were not previously regulated by OSHA. Yeah, John, and then 1910.28 uh, covers fall protection. So this is a brand new section, which allows employers to choose from several different fall protection options in addition to guardrails. So things like safety net systems, personal fall protection systems, like travel restraint systems, fall protection systems, positioning systems, and et cetera. And fall protection must be provided by the employer if a worker is working at four feet or higher for general industry. 1910.29 covers fall protection systems. Uh, fall, protection, fall protection systems should be permanently installed when possible so that they're available whenever potential exposure to fall hazards exist. Personal protective equipment, including fall protection, must be provided by the employer at no cost to the employee. And then lastly, 1910.30 covers training. Employees who use any type of fall protection system or equipment must have proper training and retraining that's developed and taught by a qualified person. This is a completely new requirement under subpart D um, and employees must be able to recognize potential fall hazards, know what to do about those hazards and understand how to properly use all equipment that they have on their job. 
So obviously this was just a, a really quick overview of the entire subpart D standard, but there is a lot of very important information that you need to know um, surrounding this standard and the different dates and deadlines that are required. Um, and it's something that we obviously can't cover in this short podcast. So um, if, if any of these things might apply to you or job sites you're on, be sure to check out uh, the OSHA website for more information. Right. And this is a perfect time to remind everyone that while this show is meant to be fun, entertaining, and informative, it's not intended to replace proper in-depth training. Manufacturer's instructions must also be followed and reviewed before any equipment is used, and proper training should be received before operating any equipment or before climbing. We'd like to hear from you about why you climb. Email us a voice message at gearup at gearexperts.com about why you climb and what climbing means to you for a chance to be featured on the show. And win some swag, of course. We hope you had fun and found a lot of value in today's episode. You can find more information and detailed show notes at gearexperts.com slash episode 16. Get social with us at Gear Expert Show, at GME Supply, and at COL Safety on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Gear Up with Gear Experts is available on all major podcast listening platforms. Hit that subscribe button if you're new to the show. We'd really appreciate it. And don't forget to tell your friends, too. If you've got a few extra seconds to drop a rating and review in Apple Podcasts and let us know how we're doing, that'd be awesome. Gear Up with Gear Experts is presented, produced, and edited by GME Supply and Columbia Safety and Supply. Your hosts are Alex Giddings and John Medina. And until next time, climb higher.